0: Welcome everybody to the latest Sloan Facts episode. I'm your host, Marcus Sloan. Had it been in the studio in a while, been busy, doing a lot of different stuff, man, with the family and with my Swag conference. But in the building today, we have a super special guest, maybe the only father in the history of grassroots basketball that have the number one and number three player under the same roof. In the same class Let me me specify that In the same class on the same roof His sons Are one of the most famous twins You can say in basketball A whole shoe circuit A grassroots basketball Shoe circuit Started because of the talent of his sons A heated recruiting battle he been through it all, program director, strong black father, East Baltimore native. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Aaron Harrison Sr. to Sloan Colfax, and welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: And we're going to jump right into it, man. Um, yeah. Like I mentioned, your son's senior year, 2012, is that correct? 2013. 2013. 13. Wow. 2013. They were ranked number one and number three in the country. As a father, on this show, we kind of, you know, we, we give people flowers, you know, on, on, on their accomplishments and things they do. And one of the biggest things for me is I always talk about fatherhood. As a father, what was that like for you? All the hours they put in, all the work you put in, all the sacrifices to look up and say, I have literally two of the best players in the country that are my sons.
1: I I don't know that I ever looked at it like that. Mm -hmm. Just, they're my kids. Yeah. Raising my kids. So I don't think that was ever like a subject matter, anything like that for me at all. That wasn't, I mean, that wasn't ever a subject matter.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. And so, so yeah, so even in that, with like raising your sons, their kids, 17 years old, Mm -hmm. all these publications look at them and they say, Aaron and Andrew Harrison are ranked one at the, how did you keep them like grounded and say, hey guys, listen, we got to keep working. This means nothing. It's more to do. I know you ranked top three in the country. Like how'd you keep those dudes grounded?
1: You don't, I, I don't, I never looked at it like that. The, what they were ranked in the country. They were my kids. They still had chores. Yeah, I, I had a car lot at that time. Every Friday at that school after, you know, got out of school when it wasn't season, Saturday, Sunday, they, came, they washed cars at my car lot.
0: Mm-hmm. So, you know, that kept him grounded like that. they did. Yeah. Um, it's funny, man, but before I met you, I heard all these stories about how straightforward you were and this guy's an asshole. He's this and he's that. Um, this is a true story. I'm gonna leave out the name, but Aaron knows <laughs> who I'm talking about. My first introduction to Aaron Harrison Sr. I was at an event here in Houston. Uh, it was another <laughs> program director Assistant director of a program I was sitting next to him I mean it was packed A group of people I heard all this stuff I never met Aaron before Just heard a lot about him Aaron walks up He shakes Somebody sitting next to me Hand Shakes my hand And the guy next to me The director He looks at him Square in the face And was like You know I don't fuck with you And skipped him And shook the next person's hand And so in my mind I was like Hey yo This dude is crazy I've never Like who would do? I've never seen this, but what it showed me was that Aaron's been like he's a yo. Either he with you or he's not. He's a straight up dude. And so, in the grassroots space, Aaron, you don't meet very many people like that at all. Actually, you know this. You being like that was that hard for you to navigate, and was it hard for you like to build relationships with like other organizations or, or, or like how did people perceive you? I
1: mean, people. I guess a lot of it is like people sitting beside me, the gentleman you're talking about had done some things when I wasn't around, mm. when my kids and my, and my ex-wife was there. Mm. He said some things that were, were inappropriate, like, you know, about, about basketball yeah. and what he knew and what I knew, right? Mm-hmm. And um, at that time, she offered him the phone to talk to me, Yeah, and he left. Yeah. He didn't take that phone <laughs> yeah. up. So uh when I saw him the next time, I had a conversation with him about it. Yeah. And so like, I mean, it's it's no need. I, I don't know is it's, it's not really different where I come from than here, but like the ownership of what you what is yours is yours. So like yeah. if that's what kind of man you are, I can't deal with you. I'm not gonna act like I'm gonna deal with you. I mean I do that in business. Yeah, live my life. I've you never know, had a successful career in business. I, I don't I don't deal with people like that, either it is or it's not.
0: Right, right, right. And
1: everything don't always go right, but I know that was just it. Was, that was malicious what he did. So at that point, I just move on from that. And I know every man makes mistakes mm-hmm. and we do. And and just, but you got to move. You, you can't be that kind of guy. Like you, yeah. if you do that behind my back, you'll do anything.
0: Right. Yeah. So, so I'm yeah. not
1: going to pretend at all.
0: So Aaron, I uh, I actually owe you a lot of gratitude when I finished playing. It may have been. A year or two after I finished playing. I was trying to figure out what I was going to do next. Mm-hmm. I worked with one organization. The hoops that kind of got me started. I was with some young kids. And then the defenders had just kind of, they were making a transition. The twins were in college, getting ready to go pro. Um, J.J. Caldwell, mm-hmm. Cam Augusty, just, you know, finished playing in the summer. And the defenders were making a a shift towards the, the, the 2017 class. hmm and so, um, Jeff Mitchell and Jawan McClellan, who's been on the show before, Jawan has, they called me and they said, hey, we're working with Aaron Harrison and the Defenders, he interested in a meeting. And again, I'll back up. My first introduction to the Houston Defenders, I was playing in Europe, I was home in the summer, on the couch watching TV in July, and I turned on ESPN and it was a super showcase. Um, and so I, you know, I played the Super Showcase years ago, and I'm like, let me see what's going on. Like, oh, they got on ESPN now. Then down in Florida at the ESPN deal. I look on the TV. It's a Houston defender, a team from Houston playing the Houston defenders. I'm like, oh, damn, what's this? Under Armour. I'm watching maybe one second. The very first place I, the very first play I see, I see a kid drive middle and throw a pass. I thought he threw the pass like out of bounds. And a kid comes out of nowhere, grabs it, and dunks it backwards, no rim. Boom, like, damn, these dudes in high school? And I look up, it was the Houston Defenders, and it was Derrick Griffin on the live from Andrew Harrison. And I was like, damn, so I immediately, I go look up Houston Defenders, I'm like, oh, it's a big time program. So now, getting a call to work with the Defenders, I'm like, cool, like, you know. At the time, I was coaching middle school basketball mm-hmm. AAU. I meet with Aaron, Aaron was like, hey man, like I know you're doing some things in middle school, but I want you to help with the 17U. And so I was like, damn, this dude, you know, I I barely met him. He gave me an opportunity. And from that opportunity, honestly, kind of changed my trajectory of my, you know, post-basketball career. Mm -hmm. So I want to, you know, say thank you. I appreciate that. But um, the Houston Defender brand is is a national brand obviously been a national brand for you when it first started did you ever see it or did you ever see the brand get into where it is today no
1: really not really we were with uh a different organization my kids are really small and you know as usual you have money situations yep. with it and i started out with a guy named chris crawford me and chris just had his kids on the team mm-hmm. and we just you know the, the other organization just didn't uh, take care of the money And we were supposed to go to Disney World And they, you know, all of a sudden When the money's supposed to come to go to Disney World uh, It wasn't there So me and Chris just went half on to go to Disney World I mean, I yeah. had kids 8 years old You can't tell them, oh right. yeah, they're going yeah. to Disney World You can't right. And then we just, you know, we did pretty good People thought we weren't going to do well down there and it was 3rd or 4th grade 4th grade, man. they did really well They came in like 8th place mm-hmm. We didn't even expect that, right? We yep. had 7 kids, 8th yep. place So I mean, at that point you know, just kept playing. Kids enjoying themselves. We was enjoying ourselves. You know, was doing it. You know, as it grow, as it got older, uh, it began to prosper because you know, I, I, Chris is definitely credited for us going to play tough competition. Hey man, we need to go here and play them. Mm-hmm. We get better. Go here and play them, and that's what we did. And so out of that, at young ages, we won you know a couple national championships when they were young, when they were young, mm-hmm. and then we just kept sticking through it, through that. That was that was it for that.
0: And so Aaron, when in your mind did you, did you realize like with your own sons, like, I think I got something here. You know, like, you know how it is. You're a director now. These guys or parents or dads will come up to you and think their kid can play, and you take them out of town, and they play the, the team from Chicago or Baltimore D.C., and, you know, you got to tell the parents, hey, we just took your son up here to D.C., and he done what you thought. So for you, when did you realize with your own boys, like, I I think we got something here?
1: Well, probably about – it was – I would say probably 7th grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we were in a national tournament. Actually, in 7th grade, we we went to the quarter, f- uh, final four of 8th grade nationals. Okay. Um, and so, kids pretty good. And not just them, but the, all the kids around them. Yeah. The success that they were having individually and then as a group, uh, we started, you know, got recognized that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I don't mm-hmm. think it was ever about me seeing them do this was like it's what they enjoy doing. This is what they wanted to do. So I'm their father, and I'm going to support them in it. That was yeah. pretty much it for that.
0: But hey, at, at some point you look and you say, hey, like, I see my group. I see other groups across the country.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I see my sons. I think my sons might be at the highest <coughs> level, but better than much higher than these other kids, right? So mm-hmm. as a first, as a dad. How do you cultivate that and say, okay, look, we have been around the country with some national tournaments. Guys, I think we have a chance.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How do you as a first, as a dad, cultivate that within your own sons? Obviously, you being from East Baltimore, you understand like growing up rough, the competi- the everyday competition. Right. I think a lot of people, they don't miss understand that, it. That, yeah. They they totally miss it. And so you, with, with, with your background, being from East Baltimore, you having your sons in the Houston suburb, like how do you, cultivate that competitive nature between the twins. Oh,
1: uh, by being twins, that's something, right? Correct, yep. And, you know, as a father, you don't always do everything right. You're you growing and you learning mm-hmm. as you have kids. You don't get to get do-overs with the same kids. But, like, just things at home. Like, they know, just, just like you said, I had the incident with the guy earlier. Like, they yeah. know what, what to do and what not to do and how yeah. to stand up and be a man and know, mm-hmm. what, you know what it means to look a man eye-to-eye eye and shake his hand.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I guess they got about... 12 years old, and I asked him, son, are you serious? Like 13, 12 13th, 13, 7th grade, are you serious about this? Do you really want to do this? Yeah. So you tell me this, we're going to push it. Like, I'm going to push where you at. We're going to go to the gym more than you want. We're going to work out more than you want. We're yep. going to do all of those things. And they said "They said to me.
0: Is yeah. that? that me? she was that you? Might be you, I think this. Oh, it's sure. you,
1: and, and I, I asked them, "Were they serious?" And they said, "Yes, they are serious." And so from that point on, we began to take it really serious. Probably sixth or seventh grade. So, it, the like the the one thing that's like was was phenomenal is that in the sixth grade, Aaron actually dunked the ball. Mm-hmm. So that kind of like changed the course, and you see other kids not even remotely close to that. Yeah, you know. And I, it took Andrew like another year to get up there and do it, but yeah. in sixth grade actually dunked the ball. So oh, uh, that, that changed the course
0: for them. So the kids go through middle school. They're dominating. Now it's time for high school, obviously getting serious. Who? Which organizations approached you about your boys, or was it a whole group you had at the time?
1: Oh, well, I, I think the, the understatement is a group. If you look at those kids and what they've yeah. done on a national level, even mm-hmm. past the defenders, you know, the – Wesley dudes mm-hmm. you know, even, you know, Derek Griffin, you know, right. freshman of the year in football and basketball. Yep. That's wacky. Uh, Jonathan Motley.
0: Mm-hmm. Played in the NBA, went to yeah. Baylor. Yeah, Shaquille Clear. Yeah. Christian Sanders. All the visual. so the, So you had all these kids in here in this freshman?
1: Yeah. I, I, no, we, we, they were all in middle school with me, too.
0: Oh, wow. So middle school, you had the Harrison twins. Yes. Jonathan Motley.
1: No, no. Middle school. Jonathan didn't come to high school. Okay. But I had Shaquille Clear, Derek mm-hmm. Griffin. In uh, Wesley,
0: In Wesley in middle school, right? Then you start high school. Then you start adding more pieces, right? So when you guys get to high school, now I'm sure you're getting bombarded, bombarded with all type of phone calls, requests. Mm-hmm. When did you say you know what we're gonna stay together? And when did Under Armour approach you?
1: Well, we were we got a we went to I think it was Washington State for a tournament. No, we went to Oregon. Tournament, and I can't even remember the guy's name. He used to work for Nike, but he was the coach at Cal at Cal for uh, Joaquin. Mm-hmm. He worked at mm-hmm. Nike at that mm-hmm. time. Joaquin Jones, Joaquin mm-hmm. Jones, and Joaquin. We was in the seventh grade. And he gave us a deal at Nike. He said, "So, oh, wow. we had our own deal at Nike as seventh graders." Mm-hmm. Um, growing up up in the, the league, individual leagues, hadn't started yet. So right. you could go play in any tournament at that time for any shoe company. Yep. And so we were playing up. We actually won uh, one of the stops of the Nike tournament that you had 15 under, and we was 14. So that was mm-hmm. a big deal to him. Mm-hmm. And um, at that point, um, the people around here, part of the same people, wanted me to throw some kids away. Uh, and then I'll, make it, I'll make it simple for you. They wanted me to get rid of Wesley. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, NBA player. They wanted me to get rid of Wesley. Yep. And they wanted me to get away get rid of uh, Christian Sanders. Remember the kid that went to Stanford, yep. Mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, and then bring the rest of the kids over. Well, I, that, that's not who I am. So mm-hmm. I kept the kids together. And In the midst of that, going back and forth with them about what they wanted me to do. Yep. Um, Under Armour came on the scene Says hey we, We're starting up Something brand new We don't have a You know A certain circuit We just want to be You guys' sponsor mm-hmm. And they came down Told me what it looked like And I took the deal From
0: that point mm-hmm. So That next year Or maybe the year after Starts the Under Armour circuit Right Now the boys Have been rolling high school mm-hmm. And in the summer Now they're going Into their junior summers mm-hmm. and Are you guys on the Under Armour circuit then Yes so now they are officially blown up mm-hmm. again as a program director and dad. This, now this is now this is about going to their juniors, the so rising juniors. Mm-hmm. With the targets on their back, everybody's – so now it's a little bit different for you now. Right. Now you are the big fish in this new pond. What was that like being the big dog on the UA circuit?
1: I mean, it's, it's, we played everywhere, today, but it's just – Everybody was trying to trying to get the win, and you, you know, yeah. it's just like life, you know. You, right. you gotta grind to be a winner. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think that was no, that wasn't a big deal to us.
0: Yeah, and back here in Houston, what was that like for the boys? Knowing that, okay, now we got our own deal, we're doing something different, we're not going Nike, we're not going Adidas. At the time, you know, it was Hoops, and I'm sure Rick Nelson, maybe Yuri had, now it's this new platform. Right. And you not only, Again you're different than the other directors because you're also their dad right so you have full control and like talk about again because like, you've seen it when you're not the dad you don't technically have full control right but when you were the dad mm-hmm. of the best kids with the best group
1: mm-hmm.
0: no one could like infiltrate that right because they live with you right, right? Well, how did you again as a dad and a director? Mm-hmm. Like, let people know, like, yo, this is our group. This is what we doing. We're doing something different. And how did – or h- how was that, I guess, received here in Houston?
1: It's a little it – was, it was a big difference. Um, a- example, Derek Griffin probably lived at my house for three or four of his younger years in mm-hmm. life, maybe nine to 12, you yeah. know. Um, Wesley had been around since fifth grade, Yeah. right? Yep. Um, Shaq had been around since seventh grade. So I didn't have like parent problems. I, I had outside people going trying to recruit them, but mm-hmm. those aren't my children, so I couldn't tell them that they couldn't be recruited. Or, but I mm-hmm. never had a problem. Never had a com Anybody ever? None you of know, the
0: parents. They are. Right. Yeah, yeah.
1: My yeah. only ever my only problem with that is, you know, you you say you don't you want me to throw this kid away at first, and now it comes to his final year, and you want to go tell him what he could get over there with you as opposed to over here. Yeah. Um. And so most of those parents. Knew me because their kids stayed nights at my house for 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 years, five or six years. That's kind of the difference. And and now, five or six years, so they knew what I was and wasn't going to do, and didn't have a really problem at all.
0: So now your boys dominate the circuit. So now it's it's the summer before their senior year. Again, I'm playing basketball in Europe. Mm -hmm. I don't know you. I don't know the boys, the defenders. I just keep hearing the Harrison twins, and I'm seeing stuff on ESPN. And one day, in like April, I look up, I literally, I see Richmond, Texas, one, number one, and number three on ESPN. I hit refresh and I'm like, maybe this is Texas, but it was the country. So now, and I've heard all the stories. They treat you guys like rock stars, but gear, people talk about like gear. And, you know, nowadays people, you know, talk about, oh, we got, we getting this gear, we getting that, and we getting this, in our budget for this and that. Aaron, talk about what that was like for you and in your in, in in the Houston Defenders, the boys rising senior summer spring and summer. Well,
1: as I said, we had, we had a couple of you know really good kids. You know, you, as I said, you had Derek Motley, yep. Yep. Wesley, Aaron, and Andrew. So, all five of those kids had. Extraordinary amount of offers.
0: Correct. Yep. You know
1: everything going. Yep. I, I don't even know how to have you understand it. And it wasn't just Under Nike still sent. Oh wow. Boatloads of stuff. Adidas still sent boatloads of stuff. Like so, they didn't. They never stopped, and those relationships mm-hmm. were still there with them. Mm-hmm. So I mean, people get confused about that now. Hey, if you don't play for Nike, or yeah. you know, you have guys. Around, if you don't do this for Nike, you didn't know. Yeah. That ain't the matter. Case. How you put the ball in the hole is what they're concerned about. Right. They, don't, they don't care what kind of shoe you wear. Yeah, they don't care about
0: anything. Yeah. So
1: th- that's you know, it, it, it was it was different. But for me, it was the only thing I'd ever seen. So I'd never seen anybody before it mm-hmm. to know it. You know what I mean? I, I I'd only seen that right.
0: Yeah. Um. And now, Aaron, like, so again, that's a good point you made. Did you? Were you like talking to other dads or other program directors, or were you just kind of like navigating this deal like on your own, no blueprint, like nobody? You know, you just kind of try, trying to figure it out on your own, basically. Pretty much. Oh, okay. pretty much.
1: I mean, if you if if you just a out If you know the program directors, yeah. if you know what everybody is doing, it for their own benefit. They're not. You know trying to help kids really right yeah they weren't in it to help me or to you know bolster houston and say houston basketball can yeah yes yeah, yeah. we can do that we can, yeah. you, you can't really do that um and go from there the, the only the only other program director that i like had conversations with about things like that mm-hmm. would probably rick nelson mm-hmm. um i felt like everybody else had their own
0: agendas uh,
1: agendas trying to get things done on their own
0: and aaron even with that um the the did the boys ever feel like jealousy not from within the group but like outside the group i don't care about that if you you do you know them not not I mean obviously I met him and okay. talked to him. Don't don't care about that.
1: no. like, that's not that's not my personality, that's not their personality. Mm-hmm. They don't even care about that. Yeah. They, they, they got the same friends they got that they hang out with yeah. from that basketball team yep. in second grade. hmm Those are those are their friends. Are, yeah. That's who they deal with. That's yeah. who they hang out with, yeah. you know. Yeah. Millions of dollars later, this is who they <laughs> hang out with. They Still ain't the try. Same. They ain't try to make no new friends. Mm-hmm. You know. They. You know. You won't see them out. You know. You know. You know. Going crazy. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. 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 You, know, you, you, you know. You won't hear. You know. None, none of that stuff. That's not. That's not who they are. Yeah. It didn't even matter. Their circle was their circle.
0: Right. Uh-huh. Um. The recruiting battle for the twins. Obviously, again, <clears throat> helping other kids is is different. Mm-hmm. You know, you're helping Wesley and helping Christian Sanders, but your kids are two of the best kids in America. Um, again, I'm in Europe, and I'm hearing about the recruiting battle for the Harrison twins. Maryland, Kentucky, all the top programs in the country. As a, you know, me doing the stuff I do now with the scouting service and stuff, I always hear parents say, I'm going to let him make the decision. He's a kid, I'm going to let him make the decision. And I always think in my mind, like, you don't let them make any other decisions. right? But you won't let them make a decision about what AAU team you're going to play for or what mm-hmm. college you're going to play for. For you as a dad in this situation, what was that recruiting battle like and how – obviously you were very involved You there, but how much of that decision did you leave up to them and did you, like, interject in, in their decision, in their whole recruiting process?
1: Yeah, some things mm-hmm. – I, I didn't make the decision. That decision was totally theirs. Mm-hmm. but I told them which ones were no. Like mm-hmm. after listening to the pitch, it says, this is not going to work. So we're not going to do this." Okay, yeah. So this is one that's out, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, after that, they they made their decision.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so in that, obviously, it was who were the finalists: Maryland, Kentucky, Baylor, Baylor.
1: I forgot who the other one mm-hmm. was.
0: At the end, what? Because again, from the outside, <clears throat> once I heard about Maryland. Mm-hmm. Plank, the founder of Under Armour, uh-huh. is a Maryland grad. Uh-huh. So I knew the, the defenders were on the Under Armour circuit. Right. So I was like, oh, wow. Maryland and Turgeon just got the job.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I was like, wow, Turgeon got the job. He was at A&M. He saw them a lot. Uh-huh. The Maryland, the founder of Under Armour is a Maryland grad. They play on the Under Armour circuit. This is a no-brainer. Okay, That's what I thought. yo know, The uh-huh. dad from Baltimore, this is a, 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 a no-brainer going to Maryland. But at the end, they choose Kentucky and Coach Cal. For you, again, I'm, I, I keep bringing this point up as a father. You letting those boys make that decision for sure was a life lesson about right. responsibilities, Absolutely. about making your own choice, the ownership. Ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I think that get lost. That gets lost a lot of times in the equation, especially from uh, black fathers, mm-hmm. like active ones, present ones, in 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 in, in the kids' lives. Them choosing Coach Cal, what came down to that final decision?
1: Opportunities, mm-hmm. the opportunities, and the support level. So we're in Texas. Yep, we love football in Texas. Correct. Right? Yep. And so I knew he was going here. So if, I want you if, to go, yep. if we, if we, our uh, football player Harold Perkins played basketball yep. for me four years, LSU right? star. Yeah, um, we'd be on the van. Texas A&M call them. Texas would call them. Yeah. Baby, every LSU. Call, hey, yeah. we could be on a van ride. Like, How many times did you get that call, Earl? Yeah, I get that call four times a day, Coach. So, yeah. so Kentucky is a basketball state.
0: Yeah.
1: And if you'd been to their game, their senior year in high school. Yep. You would see three hundred people in Kentucky shirts at oh, that wow. game
0: in Richmond, Texas. Oh wow! From Kentucky. So oh, hold on now. I'm glad you said that. Again, true story. I'm in Chiasso, Switzerland. It's a, it's a border town of Italy and Switzerland. I'm watching the game. Kentucky, they're playing Robert Morris, actually, in the NIT. It, at, I'm watching the game on the laptop. I'm in Europe. Kentucky's struggling. They pan in the crowd. and I told Aaron this story. It was a big white banner, and at the time, the, it was it was a saying going around the, the, the country, the world is keep calm, so and so, so and so. Right. So they panned the crowd, and it was a banner that said, "Keep calm, the twins are coming." They were not there; like they were still seniors in high school. But when I saw the banner, I was like, "Yo, these this is crazy. These people are anticipating these dudes coming next year." Like BBE and Big Blue Nation is is different. It's kind of what you were touching on, like. They have fans in Richmond, Texas, coming to the Travis High School games. Mm-hmm. It's crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: So, um, with them choosing Kentucky and the opportunities, they make an incredible Final Four run. there are at their, their <coughs> freshman year in or sophomore year? Right. Freshman or sophomore? Both both years. Oh boy, yeah, both years actually. Yeah. Again, in the one year it was here in Houston. Their freshman year. I freshman think. year, I think. Yeah. Yep. Sophomore year, so- Again. As a father, seeing your kids reach these heights, what was that like for you? You know, like like the the, the feeling, man. Like this is these kids told me they were serious about the seventh grade, and now we are here, like we got at the, at the at the peak of college basketball. What was it like for you as as a dad first?
1: It, I mean, it was it was incredible. Like you, you, yeah. you can't deny that. Yep. You can't say that you don't want that. You can't deny it at all. It was incredible.
0: Mm-hmm. And. We Kentucky, people don't know, we've talked about this also too, like Big Blue Nation, like when you say opportunities, these people are diehard Kentucky basketball fans. They plan their lives around, around Kentucky basketball. It's a true story. I told Aaron this before. I was on a vacation in the pool, and it was a white couple, and we were kind of just talking, and I asked them when they plan on getting married. And they said, well, we're going to have to get married in March after the Kentucky basketball season. And so I thought maybe they had a a brother on the team. They were a young couple. I said, "Yo, yo, you guys have a brother on the team or a friend? They're like, no, we're just BBN Nation. And I was like, wait, you guys are planning your wedding around Kentucky basketball schedule? They were like, yeah. Like, it was nothing. And so Aaron told me, like, even to this day, like, those Kentucky players, like, the twins, like, they get a good amount of money to sign autographs. It's true, Aaron.
1: Mm-hmm. They, they made an incredible amount of money, like seven days.
0: Just sign autographs. Just
1: signing an autographs.
0: Yes, after they were done playing.
1: And yeah, you know, back then there was no NIL, so right. That was uh, they. We seven days, like seven out of ten days, we traveled in uh, yep. different towns in Kentucky, and that would be. There's nothing to have six thousand, thousand people in line.
0: It's a sign autograph.
1: Just get a sign on. And
0: they all pay in the sign on. Yeah, they all
1: pay in to
0: get a sign autograph. No, 50 bucks, 50, 50 bucks an autograph. Wow. Yeah, so, again, like, when, when people talk about Kentucky, I always tell them, like, it's a different animal. Now, obviously, with NIL, it's changed some things. Right. But it's still an animal. Yeah. So, uh, Aaron, with which, which, which your sons now, you know, obviously done in a are, are pros, um, with the Houston Defenders, you keeping the brand going. Um, what's your motivation, I guess, to, to keep the Houston Defenders still rolling? we talking now 12, 13 years after your son has graduated.
1: Well, I mean, first of all, I'm helping kids. Mm-hmm. You see some kids. There are a couple of kids. We're going to get to Jabari. But there are a couple mm-hmm. kids yes, of that <clears throat> make the whole thing worth it, right? Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a couple of kids that uh, – you see, without this opportunity, mm-hmm. would be in a rough situation. And I, and I mean, I, I come from Baltimore, as I said, yep. and I've seen that. I got the friends, got the cousins, got the nephews. Mm-hmm. You know, all you know, get mixed up in the game, in the street, dead or in jail. And yep. this is just an opportunity for me to ensure that I'm giving back. You know. Yeah.
0: So go for yeah. that. Um When I when I joined the Defenders the the kind of the first thing and it's still what I tell people to this day. The first thing I noticed was that when Harrison and Defenders are with you, they're with you. Right? So um I I I, I noticed that. And so I think kids and parents understand that too, if 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 they're really invested. Right. And so with the defenders also too, um the Under Armour platform. mm mm-hmm. Even especially my first year, we use this tool for recruiting to show parents, to show kids. Under Armour was the only platform that the 15U, 16U, and 17U are in the same building, playing in front of the same coaches. And so let me kind of paint a picture for the people that don't understand what I mean. Most platforms, most grassroots AAU shoe circuits, the 17U and the 16U typically may be in the same building sometimes. And those are the two age groups where, you know, coaches kinda go watch kids or the media kind of goes there and so. But the fifteens are normally in a separate location, off the beaten path, miles down the road, maybe sometimes in a different city even. But the Under Armour platform, they put all the kids in the same under the same roof. And so when I first got there, for me I was like, oh, this is yo, know, you could be fifteen you and you got a game at twelve o'clock on core four. And uh, bowl bowl is playing right after you at one fifteen mm-hmm. in the same gym, and talk about that at, at I mean it, it's a huge advantage.
1: Well, I I don't know who else does sixteens too, but that's kind of the biggest thing. And what I really wanted to let people people know tonight is that. 16s and 15s playing the same building with 17s. And if you look back on the record, you'll see even last year, mm-hmm. 16s, we didn't do very well at last year, but we still had four kids off that 16U team get a scholarship
0: offer. Correct, yep.
1: And, you know, I would tell kids that have other two teams that they're playing for because they believe in that or that yeah. people are telling them something, that just look at the record. Yep. Each year – we have more 16s or and, and or 15s yep. get offers than anybody else. Yep. So, I mean, it's, it, it would be hard for you to tell somebody, hey, you go play over here, and then you're going to play in the gym down the road 15 miles, yeah, or, yeah. or you go play over here, and they're going to have the 17 start playing at 4 o'clock, and they're going to get you to play at 8 a.m. in the morning, and right. nobody's going to be there at your time. But in, in Under Armour, the games are mixed. You see coaches there Absolutely. everywhere.
0: No, really, like, again – my first year there we had guys like Quinn Slizinski who's at Iona And um, the Jordan Turner uh, uh, It's a shooter Cam Cone we had that class it was 2019 they were freshmen Like those kids at the time were getting offers at yeah. 15 year olds as, as, as freshmen because again like you said on, the, on on that platform at the time Our first trip to New York mm-hmm. We go first live period in April The R15's playing Again, right after 17s or right before 17s. So the coaches were there watching them. So, again, now these kids are getting seen at an earlier age, and it's a, a opportunity to keep building on on their names.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that's a real big deal. A lot of people don't know it, and a lot of people are bought into what somebody else is selling them. But the facts are the facts. If you, you do your research, you'll see. Right. You know, we, we – and even, you know, you've probably got rankings all over the yep. place and mm-hmm. everything. But if you look at the rankings and what they say, um, it doesn't dictate who has a scholarship offer, Correct. right? Correct. Because, uh, just for example, kid Aaron Perez played six okay. teams mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he has like three, four offers, Right. 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 And, you know, kids that you guys have so far ahead of him mm-hmm. have zero. Right. How is that? Why is that? Just because of the opportunity. and, and the, ch- the opportunity playing took from, it, Yeah, playing yeah, in front of the took, coaches. Took advantage of his opportunity. Absolutely.
0: Um, speaking of taking advantage of uh, their opportunity, uh, two nights ago the University of Texas played Baylor in a big game in Austin. They got a brand-new arena, uh, arena, Moody uh, Coliseum. And uh, it was a kid that plays at UT now, um, Jabari Rice who, born and raised here in Houston, played at Marshall High School. Um, a good player in high school, 6'4", kind of skinny, um, scored pretty good, played for a legendary coach at Marshall. He played four years, you know, four summers of basketball and didn't quite get, you know, what he thought he wanted. And so he wanted to play as an unsigned senior. He started as an unsigned senior at another organization. So I saw him at a tournament and he, like he had like 41, I went to Aaron. I was like, "Aaron, it's a kid, Jabari Rice." And at the time, we just got the defenders. We just got Miller Cop. Mm-hmm. He just came aboard. He's going to his senior year, and uh, we needed one more piece. We had Morrisu Daisy, who talked about him too, mm-hmm. who, was, who played it also as an unsigned senior. Who was going to, and did a, a post grad year at Sunrise, but we needed one more kind of score. I saw this kid, Jabari Rice. He was filling it up. I called. And I said, "Aaron, I think we got." We got a kid that feels a need that we, you know, feels that role. He said, "Bring him out." So he came out the first practice. He was n- kind of nervous, you know. Again, like when you, the practice, how the defenders practice set up is very intimidating, you know. Like we're on the kids from start to finish. We push them. It's tough. It's hard nose No fouls being called. It's physical. So he kind of was trying to figure it out. And Aaron told him, he said, "Hey, they brought you here because they thought you could play." Like, show me you could play. In the second half of practice, he, he was a monster. Up. He lit it up. And so that sprint, so the rest of that summer, we took him to the first live period in July. I'll never forget. Um, he was in Atlanta. He destroyed Atlanta. So we thought, okay, cool, we really got something. Mm-hmm. But he was in a situation where academically he wasn't quite on par. Right. So we went to the final event again, Super Showcase in Orlando. We play Boo Williams. I'll never forget this. He must have had like 40, like he went crazy that the very it. first game. He was hitting so many shots, like Boo Williams, who, you know, is older now. Like he Under even line, yeah. he even stood up and like was getting on his team. Like somebody guard him. Jabbar hits a shot, run down court, pass Boo Williams on the leg. So I'm like, oh, he's he's going he, yeah, he's crazy. He had forty six that game. After the game, New Mexico State calls, my yeah, phone. I had, I had,
1: so he yeah. had a lot of offers. He did. He did. He had a lot of offers.
0: And, and like people were back and forth on him. It was about the Grace thing. She did go JUCO and mm-hmm. a lot of people called Aaron and called myself, they called a the kid. And he was kind of confused. New Mexico State calls. Uh, one of my high school teammates, Corey Barker, mm-hmm. was involved. He called, he was like, I think Jans like this kid, they're gonna offer him. I was like, y'all gonna offer him? They were like, yeah, we're gonna Prop 48 of him. I go get a phone to Aaron. Get a phone to you. Aaron talks to the coach. We hang up. We look at Jabari right then and say, call your mom. You're going to commit to New Mexico State. And with him playing with the defenders, again, on the platform, it changes life. Yeah. And obviously, you know, from New Mexico State, he does a prop 48 year, very patient, plays well. Now he's a fifth year senior at Texas, probably going to get, you know, first, second team on Big 12. But it, it just goes back to the platform and again about the Houston Defenders really caring about kids and trying to do what's best for kids and so Aaron kind of touch on Jabari and like you know what he meant to you and kind of the platform and how it helped him
1: well Jabari's a kid like you see him struggling Jabari's a little different he has younger brothers so I saw Jabari taking care of his younger brothers mm-hmm. but trying to figure out life himself so yep. there are some things that, that Jabari went through at, at times and got to give a lot of credit to one of my assistants Mike Mike Cat formed a relationship with him whenever mm-hmm. he had a problem he would pick the phone up and call somebody Nine times out of ten You know It'd be Cat Or me And he'd tell You know Cat to take care of Whatever yep. he could Take care of Jabari had some things That he had to work through He had yep. to turn himself Into a student mm-hmm. Like he, If you talk to Jabari now He's a stand up young man Like oh, yep. A young man That you're not worried You know you worried about You know he's going to be successful Basketball or not So that's like that's the most gratifying thing you yeah. see him. We went to see him at his uh, tournament last year, and they won the tournament, and he mm-hmm. was all tournament team. And, yeah, right. Came up in the stands, gave us up like incredible kid. Yeah. Those are the things that I think that the defenders contribute to the world. Like, we make the world a better place just doing that.
0: Yeah, and even kids, you know, like a uh, Peter Bird with a tragedy with his father. Right now, he's you know again the starting point guard, a Southerner, in first place in the SWAC. So many names, Morris, you Daisy. A fifth year kid at New Mexico, who and uh, Morris, you Daisy, Aaron's familiar with him obviously because he played at Travis, where you know your sons went. Morris was a young seventeen;
1: he had no offers. And nobody wanted him. Like the, yeah. the nobody wanted him. He he didn't play varsity I think he played his junior, year. Like junior, yep. His junior year. But like before that, he was on the sophomore team. Like yep. he was just on the sophomore team, just floating trying to figure it out. So um he worked. Like he, he worked yeah. himself into it. He did it. actually he worked himself into it.
0: So a player, man. And, and again, um, just being in the practice with, with, with Morris U Daisy, like Aaron said, his going into his senior summer, he hadn't I mean Nothing really on the table Nobody really thought about him But he was a worker He did work And so Aaron You know He talked with Aaron Aaron convinced him to Play as an unsigned senior so it's, it's like something clicked It did He Some, hadn't been playing basketball Very long Yeah something clicked Within the kid And that spring Like he took off Again we went to New York I'll never forget this Moses Brown From New York To yeah. Sanford And went to UCLA It was a, during the live period Of April I mean, obviously, everybody was recruiting to seven. Moses Brown was 7'3. Uh, he was a Mickey D's top 30 player in the country, a big kid. And Morris Udaisy at the time was maybe six seven, six, maybe. Yeah, six, 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 eight, Yeah. So, Morris Daisy dominated him in this game. I mean, like, dunked him backwards. He dominated him. After that game, his recruiting took off. Sunrise won him as a post grad. All these e- schools. E- everybody, every, everybody. Everybody won this kid all of a sudden. And again, it was a platform. Right. Him making the choice, hey, I need one more year to play as an unsigned senior. And for Under Armour, the platform, a, a lot of platforms don't even allow unsigned seniors. Right. Under Armour does. If you know, if you're going to play a post-grad and, you know. You have to prove you that you're going to play a post-grad. post-grad. Mm-hmm. They let you play as an unsigned senior. And just the years I've been there, those two kids we're talking about now, our fifth-year kids are two of the better players in the country, actually, because they got a chance to play as unsigned seniors on the UA platform. Right, so uh, again, it, it it just goes to the testament of not only the Houston defenders, but being able to be seen, right, on the platform. And like Aaron just said, like and Aaron can attest to this, these kids are not just good basketball players; like they are good young men. And I think, Aaron for you know again giving your flowers. You have helped so many young men transition from a high school boy to a young man.
1: Yeah, we I, so we've we've had a, quite a few Prop Forty Eight kids, right? Yep. That people don't know about. Yep. And behind the scenes, I paid for a lot of first years' college for, for a couple of mm-hmm. kids that couldn't afford it. Parents couldn't afford it. But if you don't do it, you know their life is not going to go. anywhere, it's gonna be tough on them. So,
0: and that's yeah. the thing I, I think, Aaron. People don't you know understand or, or like see that side of you, like the stuff, the the, the amount of things you've done for kids yeah. that weren't your own, a part of your program without even sometimes a thank you because you knew, like you just said, if you didn't do that, or if there were no basketball, mm-hmm. what the alternative would be for those kids. Mm-hmm. And like the, the, the lives some of those kids would lead. I, it's, it's a kid who played at Bel Air, um, a point guard, AJ Raglan. It was in a tough situation, you know. Um, he would just, him going to practice sometimes would be the highlight of his day because at home there were no lights. And, and I've seen Aaron Harrison, like, take care of a light bill for the kid and feed the kid and let the kid stay with him. Again, not the kids, his own kids or kids that with his program, with boys when they start. Talk, we're talking about 10 years later, right? Like taking care of people, helping these kids, because, again, he knows if he doesn't do it, what the alternative is. I, I think people need to understand that even currently when they say, hey, like, you know. When you guys are picking AU programs Or picking guys who to pick their brains from Or who to call Aaron Harrison is the person who's seen it all Because you've been there You've done that you help people Right Uh, I I think that's important for people to understand that A lot of guys in this space They don't even have the experience Right They don't have like the wherewithal or the knowledge But you do Aaron And again Being a black man in this space Having the power Having the respect you do How important is that still to you to this day that you're able to, like, you know, keep that mission going?
1: Well, I mean, it it helps me too. It keeps me young. I have a good time hanging out with the kids. Mm -hmm. There are a a lot of times where you know it's a a teachable moment for a young man and you know that it can change his life. So, I mean, I I don't even think I I think twice about it. Mm -hmm. I I don't think that that is something that moves me. And I, I guess, really, the biggest thing between. Us, and when I say us, I mean the Houston Defenders, me and Larry and Mm -hmm. Mike Chad, the guys who have been there forever, is Mm -hmm. that none of us earn a dollar. Mm -hmm. Okay? So Mm -hmm. I don't give them one single dollar, and every one of them works a job and spends money out of their pocket. Yep. Okay? Um, Larry – and there's a couple kids that Larry just raised. Yeah, like Larry they just, Saul, they, yeah. they just live at his house, right? Yep, he yep. just feeds them, clothes them, picks them up, take them to school, drop them off. Right. He, those are his kids. And just to prove it, like there was a kid that wasn't good enough to make it that had been with him forever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He still did the same thing. Yeah. He still did the same thing. He did you know he didn't throw the kid away? Helped the kid. Yep. You know, got the kid wasn't good enough to be on the platform we were on, but he got mm-hmm. the kid into a Division three school. Yeah. yeah. So he did all of the things that he was supposed to, and that's what kind of men it is. So for me, every year I spend between twenty to twenty five grand of my own money Mm -hmm. to do this. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I don't make a cent. Yep. Um, You know, Mike probably spends. You know, I don't know, equal to me, 20 grand to do this, right? So it's, it's it's a little different for us. And, everybody else, and, I, and I get everybody else's path I'm not knocking anybody else's hustle That's what they gotta do That's what they do for a living That's what they do That's just not for,
0: right. for us yeah, And yeah, yeah.
1: you coach for me I ain't give you a single penny Nope yep. And you know yep. This is an opportunity This is what you
0: wanna do Let's yep. let's go No. Uh, again for me Like I said earlier It was the opportunity I've never been on the Under Armour circuit I heard so many things about it mm-hmm. Right It's funny Because Steph Curry was hot at the time And Under Armour was hot I was like let me Let me just go see I didn't realize the amount of talent I would see on that circuit. Yeah. I mean, it was, I'm talking about Anthony Edwards and RJ Hampton and Bol Bowl and Trey Duvall. And um, I mean, it was the amount of talent I saw and was able to coach against again, like he opened my eyes to scouting and to evaluation. It kind of got me started because I at least I had a platform to say, hey, I've seen these kids nationally at this level, at a very, very high level you know, everybody talks about the EYBL and the Pinnacle. But what people don't understand is that on the UA platform, those kids are very, very high level too. Like you guys, I'm, again, number one picks in the draft. Right. You know, Anthony Edwards, one of the best players in the NBA. You got Nico Mannion who was on that circuit for a very long time mm-hmm. with Ryan Silver and West Coast Elite. The, the, the amount of talent on the UA circuit was incredible. And for me, it kind of, like I said, it, it jump-started my career because I was able to see so many guys again and all in, in one place. Um, Aaron, for for anyone, any like young dad Even like myself Or young dads trying to navigate the grassroots space Who have sons um, What's some of the advice you would give them As far as like the relationship part With their son Because I think a lot of times that You've seen and I've seen it um, Grassroots basketball, grassroots sports, period Like it's ruined the relationship between fathers and sons Like killed it
1: That only ruins weak ones Mm Mm-hmm that only ruins – so, like, if you have expectations of your son or you put him in a situation where he, where he's going to fail because you, you don't see, like, what's, what's at the end of that tunnel, you're going to have a problem. E- example, if a kid – if your son is – and I use this basketball analogy already. Like, mm-hmm. God plays the biggest part in this, okay? Yep. So you're, if God gives your child the gifts to be able to play the sport – he might start out at a 5 If God didn't give it to your son He might start out at a 0 They both yeah. work 5 One's at a 5 One's at a 10 If your son's at a 5 You gotta love them for being a 5 Yeah, You gotta love them at that degree that they're at And I don't know if people understand that My kids are Like They, they were never my They're not my friends mm-hmm. They're still my kids at this point But it wasn't about you know, my kids Or for me It was just about me and them right? You know what yeah. I mean It was about me and their relationship Now, everybody said The boys And when I say this People say, what? They're 28 years old now yes, Right? right yeah. They're 28 years old Both of them got a whole lot of money They don't need to talk to me If they don't need They don't want to Yeah But, and, you know re- Religiously Once a week yeah. I get phone call From yeah. both of them Hey dad, how you doing? What's going on? Just want to see that. Yeah.
0: That's
1: it yeah. So, it's like It's that relationship. So if you're putting basketball first, then you got to deal with yourself. You're putting your child first, you'll understand where your child is at and try to get them to the highest level that they can be at. And that's Like for me and them They started playing basketball Because they was going to the gym Watching me play Right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that was a connection for us And if you take advantage of it You can instill the other things That you want to instill In your children
0: That's a good point Now Aaron To to your credit Some people may say Oh it's easy for Aaron Harrison To say His kids were One and three in America Mm -hmm. My son Don't even start on the JV team Like How could I make that comparison Right Mm -hmm. So for for you Aaron uh, Again Some people may say Hey Aaron's sons are different. Your sons are anomalies. Right. Everyone's son not going to be like that. But I think to your credit, what you said was, you know, very important. Like, if you put the relationship of you and the kid first, as right. opposed... To, and also, I think what a thing that you didn't do is, I don't think you lived vicariously through the boys. Right now. I think you had your own life. You had your own right. business. And like you said, they so happy to like basketball. So, okay, cool. We all in. But it's, you know, you have parents who... They literally they live their dreams through the kids. And they put all this pressure on these kids and then they you know, these kids crumble because this is so amount of this this big pressure and there's always like a elephant in the room and a gorilla on their back. So again, for you, Aaron, you not living vicariously vicariously through the boys, it kinda like helped their relationship because again, you had your life and you helped them you were helping them live theirs, you know? All right.
1: I, I, I guess I I see parents pushing, and I believe that I push my kids. I, I do believe it. We we do a lot of real estate now, so we bought a lot of apartment complexes, okay. and so we're business partners now. Yeah, and we probably got probably hundred mm-hmm. and fifty units around Houston, and we have disagreements. Like yeah. right, <laughs> yeah. as a grown man, we have to. Hey, no, Dad, I think we should have bought this one. I think yeah. these numbers are better. This is what it is, this, and so. Giving them respect when respect is due, or giving them space when in a situation when they had their own opinion, is something different. And I know people see me as as the aggressive, right? Yes, yeah. Um, and that's a different motto that I live <laughs> yeah. by. And, and my kids understand it. Like, I mean, I always said the bully is the bad thing. The bully is yeah. the bad thing. I don't see it that way, right? Mm. Um, I am I, I am a bully. I try to be a bully in business. Yeah, I try to make it in life, right? I, right? I try to, you know, all those things. So I think that that aggressive part has helped them become better. men. And if, if you support that as opposed to fight it with them, right, mm-hmm. I think that it'll, it'll help them, you know, grow in a manly way. Because at the end of the day, every parent listening to this, I'm going to tell you this, after everything happened, no matter who you are, if you make millions and millions of dollars playing this game, right? End of the day, if it goes good or if it goes bad, whatever it goes bad, because we're human, it's going to go bad. All they're going to have is you, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're going to be looking. Who's left standing in your corner? just going to be you and them, right? And they're going to look to you for the right advice, right? If you did the right things in the past, then we go from
0: there. That's yeah, the and that's a, that's a good point, Aaron. Your boys being one and three in the country, people may have thought, "Oh, they're going to be top five picks in the draft. They're going to be NBA all stars." For them, the cars didn't go that route. But right. you made a good point. For you, as again, I, this is a big thing for me. For you as a dad, how are you there for them when it, you know when it didn't go quite as what other people thought? How are you, like guys, listen? You know, like we always say, run your race. How are you there for them? as a father, still helping them navigate through other people's expectations or even maybe their own expectations. How were you there for them in that situation? So
1: if we back up a little bit, when they were when in their freshman year, had they come out, they were yep.
0: projected to be
1: right. uh, between that. 10 and 20, both yep. of them were, yep. and they said, Dad, we didn't win the championship. We want to go back to school. And I told them, son, I don't think it's a good idea. This is how the NBA works, opportunities like this, right? Yep. And so when you go back to school as a freshman, you don't get the same opportunities the next year, yeah. right? You yep. know what I mean? You, because it, it, it wasn't about what they did on the court or the stats or the opportunity. They went 39-1 and one that next year, right? Yep. Aaron mm-hmm. was the leading scorer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so they were the starting guards on that team. And so it was just – it was just the opportunity. People think if you don't come out after freshman year. So that was opportunity loss. Mm-hmm. And in the NBA, if you know it, it's not about who's there. It's about opportunity. Because if you're allowed yeah. to make more mistakes, then you, you're going to get better. Yes. So, you know, yeah. rookies that drafted high get more opportunity. Of course. That, that's yeah. how it happens. So when it yeah. doesn't happen that way, you just stand and well, all right, son, what are we going to do next? Yeah. All right, son, what are we going to do, yeah. right, right, do next? Yeah. All right, son, what are we going to do next? And, and because that was their decision to stay – they owned it and uh-huh. go to the next deal, right?
0: Yeah, and Aaron, what you said again, some people would some kids wouldn't have bounced back from that, to be honest. Some families wouldn't have, right? Mm-hmm. In this situation. Some dads may have been bitter, oh, y'all didn't listen to me. But like you just said, you and your sons now are business partners, yeah. right? And I think it circles back to what you said like, it's just, it's, it's the love and the relationship because you weren't looking at your son as meal tickets or, oh, this is my way out. Right. right. So if it doesn't go the way that may may they may have thought or maybe like you guys can still have your same relationship. You guys can even build a stronger bond because of that. And I think that's again a, a testament and credit to you for being a good father that father in that situation. Because I've seen it to where again it goes a different way. You know, with the dad, dad upset. Oh, you should, I wish if you'd have listened, he would have done this. And again, now you see at 28 years old, dude don't even want to talk to his dad. You know. All because the dad felt a certain type of way because they didn't go how it you know in his mind was supposed to supposed go. To go right?
1: yeah. I, I don't. I don't think so. It's a little different. Even though I I came up rough, they didn't come
0: up rough. Right. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. from yeah. Richmond,
1: Texas. House <laughs> yeah, yeah. was fifty two hundred square feet. Had a pool. <laughs> so they they don't they didn't they didn't have a poverty situation. Right. Yeah, right. So. They never looked at it like that, right? Yeah, yeah You know, yeah, when, yeah, when yeah. they turned sixteen, I bought them new cars. So right. it wasn't a they didn't have them situ, those situations it's, like yeah, that. Yeah, like yeah, they didn't yeah, have yeah. they didn't have none of that that makes that kind of difference. So because and I think that plays a part in it, you know. But you know, financial struggle is a real thing. Oh, in life. Absolutely, it's, it's a real thing. In like real families they're real struggles, and you know, some of these kids get the opportunity to take care of you know
0: Your family. You know, yeah. p-
1: They've made enough money where they, they definitely taking care of their mama, you know, house God, yeah. you know, They taken yeah. care of their mama. So um, it's, it's not yeah. a problem for me.
0: Um, Aaron, what would you want people to know about Aaron Harrison um, that they may not know? You mentioned earlier how people think you're an aggressor and people think you're a bully. What's one thing you would want people listening to this, watching this, was, you know, to, to 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 know about Aaron Harrison Sr.? I.
1: In this space, just I do this to help kids, mm-hmm. absolutely without a doubt. And to be honest, with you, I enjoy it. It's a blessing, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to do it and help kids.
0: So. Uh, Aaron, we always in the show. We always um, come to Under Armour, 16s <laughs> and
1: 15s guys. You're on the same platform. That was, that was a big reason for me to come. Yeah. I want to make sure I get that in. For I come like Under Armour gives the younger guys
0: an opportunity to shine. Yep, okay. and again, I, I am a witness of it. Um, under one roof, it's, it's it's different when you're 15s. And again, also, too, what I always said is, and Aaron always said this too, before the circuit, he was like, you gotta go see it. He was like, once you see it, you'll understand what we're talking about. And again, even for 15s, once you go on the circuit, on the circuit, and you see Coach Cal or you see Coach Tang and Karate Terry, like, walking in the gym or sitting down watching you play, like, it's different. And I, I think kids have to take advantage of that and they have to understand that it is a different platform. You know, certain, certain shoe circuits, they only have 17s on, in, in, in one, under one building, you know, under one roof. Right. Whereas Under Armour, is literally it's all three. Like, I'm talking 15, 16, 17s, all the UA platform, all the teams on the UA platform are under one roof is for sure a game changer. Definitely um, is and I, I, I think it kind of It even starts The kids clocks earlier As far as recruiting sometimes Because now College coaches get to see A 15U kid live As opposed to Having to call me Or other You know another other evaluators Hey You know I didn't get a chance To see that kid in July How was he mm-hmm. Well on the UA platform They saw him in July They saw him in April You know So they, they, they kind of You yeah. know
1: they, they're on synergy too so 15s and 16s are on synergy oh, so college okay. coaches have that too
0: to watch it yeah is yeah. an
1: opportunity and even I know me and Marcus talked a lot about my my kids uh I, I have I had a sister that passed away mm-hmm. and I took her two sons in okay all oh, right yeah right cool. and yeah, and yeah. so people don't know what it's like to be the other thing one of them loved he loved basketball more than Aaron Andrews yeah His name is Khalil yep. Khalil ended up playing division three basketball.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The same thing So it's mm-hmm. You know Hakeem played One year of football And he ended up Getting drafted yep. By uh, <laughs> by the Cardinals He played one year yep. of football But um, He was just Physically gifted So right. yeah, but, yeah. but Khalil He worked harder Than Aaron Andrew He you just got to support him Same thing Go from there And that uh,
0: Aaron How many Kids you think In the I mean This is probably An estimation Houston Defender Program Receives scholarships
1: how many in over the years yeah so since 2012 which was would been a first graduate class yeah and this this class we just had here was
0: 2022 22 22? no i'm sorry
1: 2023 sorry 23 yep so uh, we're now. right at like 97 oh, division wow. 1 scholarships oh wow that's
0: so crazy. really close to 100 that's crazy really close to 100 um and we always do at the end of the show, like um, we call "Sloan Cold Facts." And so, um, I'm gonna ask you the top five kids you've ever coached.
1: I'll leave mine <laughs> leave mine's out of there.
0: Leave yours out. Okay, great. <laughs> Thank you. Leave yours out. Top five.
1: You mean talent wise, or my favorite kid? Your wh- 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 whatever. Man, that's really tough. I know I'm going to leave somebody out yep. I, I, Everybody I, I says know that. I am <laughs> yep. Right. Yep. I know I'm going to leave somebody out Oof. I, don't, I wouldn't even know where to begin
0: Any five Favorite the talent Your favorite you coached Whoever Need five
1: that, That's unfair That's you, you know <laughs> some kids that I just like
0: that are incredible. I mean, I, I don't. I don't have it. It's funny, man, because um, uh, Savion Flag, who played for the Finns last summer, he's in his rookie year in Greece. And so I uh, talked to uh, Savion a lot, and we joked. And I was asking about his coaches in Europe. He was like, nobody's tough as Coach Harrison, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, Aaron, just the uh, impact you made over so many lives um, doing this, it's incredible, man. Um, again, on this show, we want to give people their flowers. and say we appreciate you for what you've done, not just for the city of Houston or for kids to play basketball, but for black young men. Again, you've changed, you know, not just their lives, but their kids' lives. And you talked about guys like Jabari and um, Morris Udaisy, uh, Wesley Awandu. You know, your leadership and your mentorship, again, changed their family's trajectory and and we want to say thank you, and we appreciate that, and we thank you for joining us, Long core Facts. Appreciate having me. Yes, sir. Uh, Aaron, uh, any information about the spring and summer for defenders and tryout information? Yeah, you, should could, know. you
1: go to HoustonDefenders.org and sign up for our tryouts. It's February the 19th. Okay. Um, as of right now, we're going to be doing it at Lutheran North. Okay. Um, that might change, so make sure you pay attention to the website. Go in there and sign up. We, we have a lot of kids signed up already. So the opportunity is there. We always find a kid or two at our tryouts. Yep. Um, I can't, North Texas. When I, I can't believe I forgot the kid's name. He's at North Texas now. He came in there as his coach. Maybe I could be on your second team. Mm-hmm. He ended up being the best kid I had that year.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. So again, HoustonDefenders.org. Is a place you ch- um, you can go to for the uh, tryouts, high school levels, right, Aaron? Yes, it, high it, school it, levels. High school levels, 15, 16, 17. Also, the defenders do a good job at, they'll have us, what we call um, second teams, right? So if, if they're UAA teams are field, they have UAA Rise teams that you could play on. And again, people talk about the UAA, UAA Rise, those guys get scholarships too. As a matter of fact, this past year, Ar- Arterio Morris, Dallas Showtime, was a UA Rise kid. Um, even in t- this year, the kid, Bay Fall, played for the Colorado team in Mickey D's. He was a UA Rise kid. So um, there are plenty of opportunities also on the UA Rise. Uh, the defenders will have multiple teams at the high school level. HoustonDefenders.org, their tryout information February the 19th. Is that, is that a Sunday, Aaron? That's a Sunday. Sunday, February 19th, HoustonDefenders.org. Y'all go to the website. Or that's where they're having their high school tryouts.